Welcome to episode number 54 of RSVP, the podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host, Dade, and my co-host is Les. Lenore is still, unfortunately, away this week. Tonight, we're catching up with each other and all of you. But first, let's talk about what we're consuming. So, I am writing with a new TWA uh, Blackwing collaboration pencil um, in a field note Shenandoah. I just grabbed a random field notes and that was it. Um, I don't know how I feel about the TWA pencil. Like I really like the, the bright red. I mean, it's bright, um, but I'm a little underwhelmed by what they did with the pencil. Um, I feel like there's two like uh, stripe white stripes on the back of the pencil. It's just, it's kind of underwhelming. Um, I understand people get excited about limited edition things, but like, or like collaboration things, but like, it's really not that awesome. Um, so I mean, I don't know. What do you, what do you think about them? Les? I know you don't have them in hand at all, but just from pictures. Uh, I, I don't know. I think I have this thing where I'm kind of over limited editions. I like them. I think they're interesting, but eh, I, I don't know. I'm so focused on using things that when it comes to limited editions right now, I would prefer to just buy the Pearl or the base model, if that makes sense. Oh, totally. Um, You know, and I think we've talked about this before, just about how, you know, you get into the cycle of every quarter, you know, if you subscribe to everybody, you know, you're spending $300 a year on these products, you know, to get what, you know, because uh, you're right at the end of the day, it's just a different fit and finish on an already existing product. Yeah. Um, you know, and I don't think that these TWA pencils are going away. I would assume that they just have a relationship with Blackwing and we'll just order more as they need them, but who knows? Um, but yeah, they're, they're not underwhelming. They're just pencils. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and I'm drinking an iced tea lemonade. It is going to be almost 90 degrees here today. Um, we are recording the day before Memorial day and, uh, you know, I am anticipating having to turn, turn on the air conditioning. So, I made a huge pitcher of iced tea and put a little splash of lemonade in it, because why not? <laughs> um, I've been playing a lot of World of Warcraft, um, going into a full week off of work, so I will have all the time in the world to play video games, catch up on my reading. Um, I'm really enjoying my Kindle still. Um, you know, So that's really kind of what I've been doing. I've been really busy this past week just with work and, and everything like that. So I haven't really done anything new, per se, since last episode. So, But that's it for, for my world. Les, what about you? All right. So I am today using a Blackwing number one on a crappy Staples legal pad because I can't find the book that I usually use for podcasting. My office, my home office, is a pit right now because I've had so much stuff going on outside of home and work that, um, <clears throat> yeah, it's a, it's a pit. It's always a mess, but right now it's a, it's a pit. It's awful. It's embarrassingly messy. Um, so, yeah. Um, 
I'm drinking some kombucha that I brewed. It's a pu'er kombucha base with ginger and pear in it, which is my favorite blend. Uh, although tart cherry is coming up on the list of things that I'm enjoying, but the pu'er or pu'ar, depending on who you are in terms of pronouncing it, both are apparently acceptable in the realm of um, tea and when it comes to American pronunciation of things. But it's delicious. It's highly caffeinated, and I love it. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I've been reading a lot. I've been reading a lot of trash, um, to distract myself. I've also been watching Stargate when I'm one of those binge watchers that when I start a series, I have to finish the series and Stargate SG one is a commitment because it's 10 seasons long. And I am thankfully at season eight and I'm almost done with it so I'm, I'm in the home stretch but I'm also in the part of the series where I start to hate it because they do instead of all the like little off-world adventure things that they're doing they're doing a lot of like trying to be x-files with like the trust and the nid and all of these like anyway it's the show's going straight to hell start it starts at the end of season seven and continues to further delve into garbage by um the end of the run and then it switches over to stargate atlantis which is a better show but um i noticed in at the end of season seven the character daniel jackson uses a lot of moleskines so that's kind of cool see and he always has like a journal and a lot of stationary stuff so that's always cool to like kind of watch and see what what shows up on there on that show I also just started Cal Newport's Digital Minimalism, which I think I waited like 12 weeks to get from my library. And not all of the libraries in my area carry great ebooks. Um, my local library is terrible with ebooks, but because I'm in the, um, they're part of the Massachusetts Library Consortium. I get access to all of the libraries across Massachusetts, except for the Boston Public Library, which just seems kind of strange that they've exempted themselves from the consortium. But go figure. And I have... Um, so anyway, I got the book, and it really reminds me of a lot of the dude bro self-help books, which basically says, here's common sense and how you'd use it. Um, like, basically turn off a lot of your apps and use your phone less and turn off your computer more often, which I think Manusha Marodi did better in Bored and Brilliance. And I don't know. I don't know if that came before digital minimalism or if digital minimalism came after Bored and Brilliant. I should look that up. But anyway, I, I like Manusha's book better than Cal Newport's. Um, Thus far, I haven't gotten that deep into Cal Newports. I think I'm like 25% into it. But basically, it's here's a nice package for common sense, and here you go. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. So that's kind of what I'm doing drinking kombucha. After I get off, after we're done recording, I'm going to go bottle my next batch of kombucha. We're doing um, apple and tart cherry this, this week with uh, ginger. So everything is going to have ginger in it. So, yeah. You're going to tell us about our main topic? 
Yes. So um, our main topic is actually kind of a variety of topics. Um, like I said in the opener, we are catching up with each other and all of you, you, uh, you know, listeners out there. Um, a lot of times I get a lot of questions of like, tell me more about what you do outside of stationery or, you know, a very specific question um, about our likes or dislikes, um, you know, just a lot of, I don't know. I feel like, and I, I feel this way too. When I listen to my favorite podcasts, a lot of like questions about something that has nothing to do with stationary, like more personal questions. Um, not prying at all. Just, you know, I think our audience wants to get to know the whole person. Mm-hmm. Um, if that makes sense. So we're going to kind of, you know, answer some questions, um, that have been proposed and just kind of see where it takes us. Um, I think that's, kind of what we do with most stuff we kind of wander along this path that we've kind of sketched out (laughs) so uh that's really what we're going to do today so um i guess i can just jump right in um first thing is what have we been up to lately um we kind of talk about this a little bit you know like in the what we're consuming section of our podcast but um obviously it's watered down because it would take me a long time to tell you what I'm doing. Um, but my main job has, you know, is winding down for the year. I work at a college and a high school. Um, so I'm moving into summer break. Uh, so I've been working on, um, some stuff for the fall already. I'm a part of this new pilot program with our local high school. It's an early college program. So it's getting 10th graders to start taking college courses. And then in 11th grade, they do half their time at the high school, half their time at the community college. So, you know, it's grant funded. So, you know, we have to spend the money or we lose the money. So we're kind of trying to make the most of what we're doing. Um, So we've been doing a lot of work on, you know, what these 10th graders now are going to do next year when they're in 11th grade when they get to the college. So it's a lot of support stuff. It's thinking like a 10th grader, which after having graduated 20 years ago, that's very hard to do. Um, kids are so different these days and, and new teachers out there can totally relate, I'm sure. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been doing. I've also been looking for work. I work retail for the summer and it's really depressing and I've been trying to find work in my field. Um, I have a degree in psychology and, uh, you know, I'm just kind of biding my time before graduate school and there's a lot of, you know, community mental health centers around me, but those jobs are very difficult as you know, less, um, in the sense that Mm -hmm. they don't pay very well, um, for what you do. So, um, you know, I've been trying to find something that I could do that's more rewarding than going into work and mindlessly doing tasks. I mean, that sounds fun in the beginning, but it's just a lot of stress and pressure that I don't need right now. And I think that if I was doing something that not only meant something to somebody, but was also going to help me on my, you know, CV for graduate school, it would kind of be like a win-win. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's not necessarily about the money. You know, I mean, we all want money, of course, but as long as I'm employed, um, that's really what I need. So I've been doing that too. Um, but that's about it. You know, it's kind of hard the way my life is because I have three jobs that I juggle. 
um, my schedule is so hectic that I don't really have time to do much other um, stuff. So, but uh, that's what I've been up to. Less. Well, so I talked about this last episode a little bit about the debate about do I go and take care of my family member? Do we sell our house? Do we move? I have there's a housing option available for us if we were to move. Um, and I've been doing this car free thing, which I've found very rewarding uh, and has given me a much deeper and much deeper understanding of what people who can't afford to have a vehicle um, go through when they live in my area. Um, so we've decided to buy a car, not sell our house or rent it out because that's just the logistics of either is such a nightmare. Um, and the idea of moving to where I grew up is loaded. It's a loaded topic. <laughs> Let's just say that it's, um, it would be a difficult move and you know, it's just not, not totally feasible because I could find more work. My partner wouldn't, would have a much harder time finding work. Um, so that we just decided that's not going to work. Um, but because I'll, we'll be buying a car, I'll be able to go up and help care for, um, my family member who is ill. And, um, so on top of all that, like I recently started a new job, so I've been there. Um, I'm going into the end of my fifth month. I'm not eligible for family medical leave, which I would have been at my other location because I had enough hours put into it. Um, so I'm kind of like, I'm in that, that mind frame of like, maybe I shouldn't have left my old job. But, um, and we've talked about this on the, on the podcast before about how it was really a good choice for me. So that's kind of like, my mind has been completely consumed with like thinking out that whole process of, do we move? Do we not move? Is it a good choice? I could find work. What would I apply for? And I actually went to the effort of, um, fluffing up my CV and my resume, adding in my, my old workplace, my new workplace, um, the other things I do on the side. Um, and then like debating to myself, do I update LinkedIn? <laughs> Like, do people still use LinkedIn? This is something people can, you know, head to the comments or and and give us some information. Like, do people actually still use LinkedIn? I heard someone mention it the other day. I was like, oh, LinkedIn, that's a thing. Um, should I be updating that? I don't know. Like, it's just one of those things, like, I wonder if I should be updating that or not. And it's just like another social thing that, as I don't know, LinkedIn... I don't really think about all that often, but I know some people still use it. And so maybe I should be updating that as well. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and then on top of that, I'm reading and I'm watching TV and I don't usually watch TV, but um, it's a good way to shut my brain off after work. I mean, we've talked about this date in the past about how really involved it is to work in a therapeutic setting and to be giving care to people for six to eight hours a day and all of the work that that entails both while in work, but also the mental effort outside of the job to stop thinking about work. It's really, um, 
in the past, I had like an hour long or 45 minute drive to kind of shift gears out of work and into I'm going home type mentality. And now I don't have that. I only have a half hour bus ride, which is ridiculous when you realize that I'm going from my house to my workplace four miles away, um, that it takes that long by bus. I probably walk faster than the bus gets me home, but beside the point. Um, so I used to have this like meditative, like listen to podcasts and shift gears. And now I have to do something else and really reading and watching TV has been sort of the way that I shut my brain off. Um, but that's about it in terms of what I've been up to. I've been, you know, keeping myself busy with, um, making noodles and kombucha and all of the sort of household things that I do on a regular basis. But anyway, Cool. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I can totally relate about turning your brain off. Um, while I am not a therapist yet, I still work with people one-on-one. Um, sometimes like therapy sessions, actually, you know, they're hour long sessions. I work mm-hmm. six hours a day and it's really hard because it's back to back to back to back. It's, you know, you get a minute to run to the bathroom or to, you know, get a bite to eat or something. And you have to constantly, shift your you know each human is different so you have to kind of shift that mindset and while the person is talking to you you have to listen to them but also at the same time formulate what you're going to say to them or how you're going to respond to them it's it's very difficult it's it's just it's exhausting sometimes um so i i like you less like i don't usually watch tv but on long days like it's the only thing that gets my mind to kind of shut up yeah it really it's it's a very effective tool to shut your brain off definitely so we're gonna make a little shift here now um to stationary and um, we're going to answer the question, what new products are you using? Um, I guess I can speak to this very easily. Um, my recent review for the Baron Fig Gather journal has been posted, so I've been using that. Um, I've also been using the Fortress, um, their limited edition click pen. Um, the TWA Blackwing collaboration. Um, but that's about it. I really, besides the review products I get from Baron Fig and the TWA pencil that I purchased, I'm not really in a stationary buying mood lately. Like, I just don't, I guess, number one, I don't have the need for anything because I have such a huge stock of stuff. But um, I've also just been too busy. Like, I, I obviously think about it. You know, I have a podcast and a blog and I'm doing Facebook stuff, but like, I just, I don't know. I haven't been pulled to like go to CW pencils and buy a bunch of pencils or, you know, go to jet pens and and buy some stuff. So, you know, I just, that's really all I've been using as far as what's quote unquote new uh, for me. I can't say that I'm using much of anything new either. I haven't, I mean, other than the gather and the fortress, um, that's the extent of my new products. I have been using the Gather, I will say, to evaluate teas that I am both drinking and using to make kombucha. So I've been sort of sitting down with each type of tea that I've bought for kombucha, tasting it both as a hot tea and then later after I've made kombucha out of it, 
tasting it again and kind of comparing and contrasting the different brands of tea that I've been using. And one of the big things that I've been t tasting and testing out are varieties of pu'er. Um, I didn't realize how many different varieties of it there are. But you can buy it loose. You can buy it in a cake and in a little like nest tape shape thing. And then um, it also comes in a bar that you can break apart into little bricks. And Christy says it looks like a chocolate bar. But wow, I didn't even know that. It's a bit of a tease because it looks like chocolate, but it's tea. Um, yeah, so I, I'll put some links in the sh in the show notes uh, of the different types of pu'er I've been trying. I've I've ordered three different varieties at this point: um, the Numi variety that comes in a brick that you break apart into smaller bricks and pieces to brew is probably my favorite so far it's pretty mellow it doesn't have an overly uh earthy flavor but it's got a lot of depth to it and it's easy to drink but it's also the most expensive of the lot so that makes sense um and then i've ordered a couple of other that are a little cheaper but um taste pretty good and make excellent kombucha the cheaper pu'er um makes pretty good kombucha so I don't. I might. I might buy the more expensive stuff for everyday drinking, um, in the morning. I've been drinking. Actually, I've cut down on my coffee intake substantially. I'm down to one cup in the morning, and then I'm drinking a cup of tea after that. And puar. The f interesting thing about it is, so you brew it and you steep it for a couple of minutes. Then you take the leaves out, and then you can brew another cup from that same batch of leaves. Um, some, some brands say you can brew as many as five times from the one, one portion. Other brands, it's like two or three. Um, I haven't found any of them that suggest like five brews from one, one portion of, of tea. I've found that they're liars and you can really only get two or three good brews out of a portion of the puar. Uh, and you do that because it's so expensive. It's a ridiculously expensive portion of tea. Um, but like when I'm brewing kombucha, it, um, you really steep the crap out of it. So you, you steep it and then steep it again and steep it again. So I do three steeps, um, of the portions that I use to make the kombucha to get everything out of it. And it makes a really good kombucha, but it's also really caffeinated. So I can only have that kombucha made of puar in the morning. Because otherwise it'll keep me up literally all night. I'll be like staring at the ceiling at three in the morning. Like, why did I do this to myself? Um, but anyway, back to um, new products. Like I said, I'm not doing much new or in terms of using new other than the Fortress or the Gather. But one of the things that I am doing that is new, but uses old products, which kind of takes us into the next question. I've taken a tin and filled it full of some of my favorite pencils and taken that with me to work. And I grab a pencil and then I use it until it's too short to use anymore. Um, and I used to actually have the stub because I th then I bring the little stubs of the pencils home and they go into a holding pattern to get put into my bullet pencil. And I just got done with a Mitsubishi 9852EW, the Rob Wood Mitsubishi. And then I've got a Nataraj Pop 
that I've been using down to a nub, and then I've got an oracle that I've used down to a nub. So I've just been doing that at work. So it's kind of a new process. I grab the grab the pencil, sharpen it until it's nice and pointy, use it at work. And I don't write a lot at work because everything is computer-based, but I do take attendance in each of my groups um, each day. And then I do my bullet journal at work, and I'm only filling in my Baron Fig Confidant three spreads, so six pages a week. So I don't go through a lot of pages and I'm not writing a ton. I'm taking notes during during meetings and, and things like that, but not a ton of stuff. So yeah, that's how I'm using my old products in a new kind of way right now. So it's not anything specific. I just have this tub full of pencils that I know I like. They're like guaranteed. Like if I grab a pencil, I'm going to find something I like out of that container. Um, what about you, Dade? What old products are you using right now? Maybe um, in a new way. I'm actually, I, I've thought about this question um, when I first read it and I thought about it as you were talking. I don't, I can't think of anything. Honestly. Hmm. I mean, maybe it's because I haven't really been the stationary stuff that I've been doing has been reviewing product or, you know, using new stuff mm-hmm. and that I haven't had free time to really, you know, use things in the way that I normally do. So like, I'm not a student anymore, so I'm not using stationary in that way. Um, you know, I haven't had time to play any tabletop games. So all the things that I would do to, to use things I'm not doing. Hmm. Um, so I really don't have an answer to this question. All right. Um, next question. Um, we could probably devote an entire episode to this question, um, but we won't. I think we kind of, we did talk about everyday carry before in an episode, right? Like as an episode. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Um, so our current everyday carry, um, mine is very, very simplistic because of the fact that I'm not carrying around a huge backpack like I used to. Um, so if I were to do like a pocket dump, for example, um, I've been using my metal shop CT, uh, bullet pencil that I recently found again. It's the purple anodized, like one with the silver cap, I thought that I had lost that. Like, I had given up all hope. Like, I figured, I don't know, it got washed or something, or you know. Um, and I found it underneath my nightstand. Like, I have no idea. A cat probably did it. <laughs> like, Blame it on the cats. Right, because I was doing, like, super deep vacuuming um, just to get rid of all the dust and everything. And I went under the nightstand, and there it was. So I have that usually with me. Um, I have a random field notes or one of Les's no brand notebooks um, that I carry in my back pocket. Um, I don't use an eraser with the bullet pencil because there's no cover. So the eraser used to keep falling out. Um, so I go eraser lists um, because what's the big deal about crossing something out, you know? Um and then my wallet, I've been with this wallet for a while now. It is my favorite wallet that I've ever had. It's the Galen Leather um, bifold wallet. 
I don't know if you've, I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, I got it for review about a year ago and, um, it's really worn in nicely. Um, so I just, it's, it's really well made. The stitching is super, super tight and like good and like aesthetically it's just, it's exactly what I was looking for in a wallet. So, um, you know, I, I carry that and I carry, um, I've been moving away from carrying my Pollux. While I always would say on the forums and every or on Facebook, you know, like I love the Pollux, it's my favorite. It's been annoying me lately. I have to really sit down with it and clean it. Like it hasn't been sharpening the way I like. Um, it's been breaking a lot of points on pencils that normally wouldn't. So I've been carrying a masterpiece just because um, when you buy the masterpiece, it comes in like this clear case. So it's it and uh, like a neoprene case on top of that. So it's a really nice little pocket sharpener you can carry around with you. And, um, I just sharpen onto the ground if I'm outside or I sharpen into a napkin in a coffee shop. So, um, but yeah, that's really all I carry with me. Um, you know, my daily life, like if I were to go out today, that's what I would be bringing with me. Um, what about you, Les? What do you got in your pockets? Well, so, um, my everyday carry has morphed as I have this new job because I don't, I don't have to carry a pen clipped to my lapel like I used to. Um, in my old job, having a pen on hand was absolutely necessary. Now I can just have it in my pocket. Um, so what I have is I have a Knockco fodder stack in leather. Inside that lives a pocket notebook, my fortress, and right now, I also have a Metal Shop CT Twist, the original version. I do have a wood version, then I have a red version, but there's something about the wabi-sabi of my original twist that I just dig. It's a little beaten up, it's rubbed against things, and I love how, how like, sturdy it looks. Um, so I alternate between having the Fortress and my spoke pen in there. Um, I really like the gel ink, the Uniball Signo gel ink that goes into the spoke over the ballpoint that is in the Fortress. I just, it's a better ink overall. It responds well to almost every paper. So I have a pocket notebook, I have a pen and a pencil in my pocket at all times. I used to carry an additional bullet pencil in my pocket. And I don't do that quite as often. I do that if I'm like going to go to the cafe or I'm going to stop and buy a cup of tea after work because I need um, another point before I sharpen. And then in my pocket, I carry a mini mint tin with a masterpiece and a brass bullet sharpener. I carry those two because they'll sharpen just about anything without a problem. I used to carry the Pollux as well in a little... Um, tin that Michaela sent me that had pastilles in it, um, whiskey pastilles, and um, that would carry all three of my sharpeners. And I just realized that was just a lot to carry three, three sharpeners, two brass sharpeners, and it's very heavy. Um, so yeah, so it's pocket notebook, um, the fortress, the bullet, metal shop CT, bullet pencil. Um, also in my backpack, I'm carrying my bullet journal my Kindle and Bluetooth keyboard in the backpack. 
Um, sometimes I also have a composition notebook, which when I went up to Maine this most recent time to visit my family, I didn't bring a composition notebook with me and I was kicking myself the entire time because I thought of ideas and I had to use my, my Kindle and keyboard to record those ideas for novels. And I haven't had any real ideas for writing in a while because of all the stress I've been under. It really just hampers my ability to think and be creative in a way that, you know, we know stress affects us. And so stress was affecting me and it wasn't good, but, um, yeah. Oh, and then in terms of a wallet, um, I don't carry cash anymore. It's really unusual for me to carry cash. The only time I get any cash is when I know I have to load my Charlie card. Um, so for anyone who's not in the Boston area, the Charlie card is the card that you load cash onto and then you use with our public transportation system to get a bit of a discount. Usually a bus ride is $2 if you pay cash. If you load money onto your Charlie card and use your Charlie card, it's $1.70 instead of $2. So it's really only a, what is that, a 15% savings? So you save 30 cents, but it does add up over time. And uh, God, the Charlie card's a pain in the butt. And you have to pay with cash on the bus. I've paid online and then the bus doesn't, like, it doesn't accept it. So I... Uh, don't even I just got myself started because the bus system makes me so angry in this area because it's such garbage it's so terrible um and yet the MBTA doesn't understand that the reason no one uses the bus system in this area is because it's terrible um anyhow so yeah so I in terms of a wallet I make wallets out of a used coffee bag that I cleaned and and recycled into a fold-up wallet um, I think I've done a link to the pattern. My, like, I've adapted the pattern so it's super slim and pretty sleek. Um, but I don't give away my pattern because I also make and sell them. But you can figure it out on your own through uh, Instructables. But anyway, that's my current everyday carry. Cool. Um, moving right along... Um... The next question is, do you have uh, stationary pens, inks, pencils, etc. wish list? If so, what is on it? Um, I do and I don't. I kind of have a standing wish list um, of certain things, but because I'm bad with spending, stuff doesn't stay unbought enough for to, for it to remain on a wish list because I just buy it. Um, but my standing wish list is I collect Eberhard Faber, um, vintage pencils. So I'm always on the lookout for one or two that I, I don't have. I like to eventually one day I'd like to display them somehow. Um, I have 50 or 60 different varieties of Eberhard Faber pencils. So that is my always happening wish list. If anyone has any out there, contact me. I will buy them or trade them or whatever if they're ones I don't have. Um, as far as like what's on a current like wish list, I actually, um, I went, I get emails from jet pens often and I never click through them because I barely even read my email, let alone click a link in an email. But, uh, they had this, uh, email and it was like, Top 10 cute Korean stationery finds. I'm like, 
okay. And like the first thing that I saw, like in the, the email was like this little like cat, like page tab thing, like sitting in a box, like, like it looks like a little cat sitting in a box, but it really, it's like page tabs that you can peel off and stick into your, you know, to mark your page. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it is the most, ad- yeah, it's the most adorable thing. So I, I clicked cause they got me and, um, there's a lot of cute stuff. Like, and I don't know, I'm not a cutesy person, but like, there's something whimsical about like, you know, using things that just make you happy. Like I probably would never even use those page markers, but just to have them on my desk, you know, to look at them. I also see um, in their, you know, offering like their their list here, they have a very cheap fountain pen, the Manami Olika fountain pen. Um, I've seen that. I haven't gotten one yet. Yeah, it's five dollars and fifty cents. Um, I like them because, you know, they're. They're bright colors. They're translucent, so you can see in, um, you know, the barrel. And it takes Lamy uh, refills or the their own branded uh, cartridges. So, but Lamy is actually cheaper, it appears. Um, so uh, that kind of piqued my interest a little bit. Um, but no, I really don't. I really don't keep wish lists only because. Like I said, if I find myself wanting for something, I generally just buy it. Um, you know, I don't. And like we addressed kind of earlier, I haven't really wanted for anything in general, let alone, you know, purchase stuff. So, so no. Um, so short answer, I have a long standing wish list for Eberhard Vapor products my short wish list is really cute Korean stationery stuff I saw on jet pens right now. Um, so, uh, Les, I'm going to throw it over to you. What about you? You know, I don't, I don't have a huge wish list. I kind of wish that I'd bought the octopus notebook from Wright. Um, but at the same time, like, I'm not sure if I would use it cause I think it's a little larger than standard size, but it's gorgeous. So I might just want it. Um, I guess I want an 811. I don't know. I just, I don't I'm not big on the wants right now. Like everything, I feel like I have enough and I'm doing okay with having enough. I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't have a lot of wants right now. Right. Like, and that's, that's kind of how I feel too. I think it's a little bit of just, we have what we need. And also, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of a place in my life right now when like, wanting for things is just not my top priority yeah and i feel like part of this is as i delve more into i mean this 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 comes from a really personal place like i have what i need right now and i don't want for a lot and every now and then i might want you know another piece of stationary thing but when i put that in the balance of hey, this person in my life could be dying soon. Um, It kind of makes me feel crappy to think about, like, what I want in terms of things. That's a deep psychological discussion for off-air, probably. But, yeah, that's. I think that's kind of where my mind's at right now. It's like I'm debating having – and, you know, at this point we've said no, but the – 
thing is still there in my head that I am contemplating or have recently contemplated selling my home to move to be closer to my family because there's a serious cancer diagnosis. And when I put that in comparison to things, things seem so much less important. Um, And, you know, there's this whole like, other side of like adding to my wants for things adds to my own suffering but that's delving into buddhist thought and buddhism and uh, i don't know i've been listening to podcasts about that and i don't know my my brain is kind of like mosh lately (laughs) but then purely of my own doing and i've been a bit navel gazy in terms of my own stuff but anyway, introspection's not always a bad thing. Um, no, not at all. But yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, I don't have as much heavy stuff as you've got going on less, but I, I definitely am at a point in my life where I'm really starting to assess my priorities and I'm really starting to be selective about who I engage with, what I engage with, and what I do um, in my very little free time. And it's really kind of shifted um, the way I interact with my hobbies. Mm-hmm. So I can totally relate in a kind of sort of way. Um, so next thing, um, when we're not writing, creating, blogging, podcasting, doing all the things that we do, how is your time spent? Okay, well, I feel like we kind of cumulatively answered this based on the responses to previous stuff, but like, I am trying to get better about practicing good self care techniques. Um, A lot of times I work and then I come home and I just kind of do something that like chills me out. So laying down on the couch or even in bed, which is not a good thing. You know, I'm trying to get away from being in the bedroom unless it's bedtime kind of thing. Um, so I've been really trying to be mindful of, of what I'm doing, um, with my time. And, and so it's involved me, you know, coming home and saying, I'm going to take this half hour and read. Um, and it's kind of scheduling fun time. I know, to some people that may be stressful to have like a schedule, but I'm finding that if I don't schedule time to be practicing self care, it will never happen. So, um, as of late recently, my time is spent managing my time. Um, but also enjoying that, that self care that I've built into my time. Um, it's really made a, you know, it's only been a couple weeks, but it's made kind of a difference. You know, I find that, you know, I'm sleeping a little bit better and when things do happen that, you know, suck, like I've been sick for a week and usually that would make me feel horrible because I can't do anything, you know, I'm kind of taking it in stride. So, you know, it's kind of like a cascading effect. So no, my time is usually spent, um, playing video games, reading, um, napping, Cause that's the thing. Um, and, and that's really kind of it, you know? Um, what about you, Les? Oh, so I haven't since God, um, since like January, no, February is when I found out. Um, 
I've had a really hard time being creative and a great deal of my free time, my spare time and my self-care has always been wrapped around my creativity. Um, Art is something that I've always done to kind of take care of myself and to relax and calm my mind. Um, Writing kind of... it's a more active process for me in terms of self-soothing and, and self-care and all of those um, buzzwords that we use psychologically these days. Um, but I haven't been feeling particularly creative. And part of that is, you know, this weighty thing that I have on my mind and that debate that I have in terms of like, what am I going to be doing? And that's been taking up a lot of my brain process. Um, so basically I've been watching, like, like you said, I've been watching a lot of TV to kind of, um, disengage my mind and, and calm down and, uh, shift gears into a calmer place. Um, I have been doing some meditation, um, which has always helped me. And, um, I've been doing a lot of cooking lately. Like I, I've been talking about the noodles, but like, I've been exploring a lot of different recipes and cooking is something that I've done um, for a lot of my life in terms of um, relaxation. Um, But now I get a little more nerdy about it and I, you know, download three or four different recipes, compare and contrast them, test out one, see what I like about that one, and then try another one, see what I like about that. And so it's kind of an involved process. And also at this point, I do take notes on it. A good part of my bullet journal is spent writing about what I'm doing in terms of, of recipes. It's so I keep a kitchen log in addition to my kombucha log. Um, so yeah, I've been doing a lot of that recently. Um, so cooking, a lot of cooking, watching crappy TV and just trying to relax a little bit. Um, and I have been trying to, um, explore a bit more of my creativity and get back into writing. Um, I had a novel idea when I was visiting my family recently, and I did write down some notes on that. Right now I'm doing some tests on to-do and task management and project management apps. Some of them are terrible. Some of them are great. Um, So I'm like, that's another thing that I do. I test out things and get nerdy about like, what do I like in terms of this feature? What do I like in terms of that feature? Um, And then comparing like, how do they work? Um, and then how do they work across, like from my phone to my tablet? Do they, um, stay updated across platforms and all of that fun stuff? So that's kind of the, the, the stuff that I'm doing outside of like writing and creativity. But when I'm not delving into deep weighty topics, I am writing and creating and making art and stuff. And that's, that's a core part of who I am. So finally, the last question is, have you tried something new lately, uh, stationary or otherwise? And for me, really, it's just been uh, practicing mindfulness. It's been, you know, trying to disengage from social media, from electronic media. A lot of my hobbies are caught up in the digital world. Um, I play video games a lot and, and while those are fine, I mean, my brain is definitely negatively impacted by the, you know, way electronic media, you know, impacts it. So I've been trying to just do a lot more reading, a lot more spending quiet time with myself. Um, I wouldn't say I'm meditating. That's too hard for me, but, uh, just, just really trying to slow things down a bit. So, 
Um, that's really it for me. I haven't really had time in my life to try anything new other than that. So what about you, Les? Well, I've been doing a lot of new things to kind of distract myself. So the kombucha, it's, well, that's about six months old at this point that I've been doing that. Um, and then I've just been sampling different teas, just, I think trying new beverages is very meditative for me, whether or not it's caffeinated like coffee or tea or like beer, like I'll do tasting notes every time I try something new. And it's very meditative for me to do that. Um, and then, uh, like I, I mentioned the pasta and the other things that I've been doing and that's very meditative as well. Um, and, you know, just, just trying to get back into writing again, trying to get back into that practice has been good for me as well. And yeah, I, it's not a whole lot that's brand new, sort of like revisiting things that I've done in the past, like getting back into my meditation practice and being mindful about the things that I'm bringing into my life. Um, so less new, more revisiting the past, if you will. Um, so I think this is a good place to wrap it up. Um, I think we've gone on quite a bit about a lot of stuff. Right. So uh, you can find us online. You can find the podcast at rsvpstationarypodcast.com. You can find me, Les, at comfortableshoesstudio.com, Facebook at Comfortable Shoes Studio, Instagram, and Twitter at Original LC Harper. You can find Dade at weeklypencil.com and Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Weekly Pencil. Lenore can be find, found occasionally on Twitter at Lenore underscore Hoyt. Otherwise, your best chances of interacting with Lenore are on Facebook via the Erasable Podcast uh, group and the RSVP Stationary Podcast group. And thank you all for listening. We seem to have lost Dade there due to mechanical issues with the microphone I'm still here. Cable. Oh, you're still there. I, I got back. We lost you. Okay. So you got back, but I did the outro for us. And that's fine. Uh, I think that's it. Um, I think I got everything. Was there anything? Uh, I forgot to do the, the thanks, the follow up. That's fine. Like, it's fine. Okay. I feel like a lot of people don't listen that far anyway. Oh, yeah. I think people are done. <laughs> At, when we're anyway. done. Yeah. 